Hello everyone and welcome back to yet another episode of Panditri on a Pint. Today we are four blokes having an above average football conversation. We are a full house today. Joining me on the podcast today is Vaishnav, Akshat and Po. And we have a pretty fun episode lined up for you. We regard ourselves in the highest order. Okay, we think we're the best at what we do. <laughs> and... And God, oh, that's it. The three people listening to us are not listening anymore. This, yeah, this was a public service announcement. <laughs> we are the best. <laughs> Go back to your lives. And um, the the four pundits today are going to rate our colleagues and other pundits <laughs> in the world of football. So, um, I'm just going to give you a brief on how this episode is going to go. Okay. Um, we have whipped up a matrix um and taken names of about 20 to 25 pundits that we are going to talk about individually and slot into the matrix um now s is super it's the highest level and then we have a b c d which are um the four different tiers and then we have one special tier for one special person which we will mention later on in the podcast but um what akshat has done here is, is he shared his screen and he has all the, he has the matrix ready with the pictures and we're going to go through each name and slot it into the matrix um why we're doing this is because we want to increase our production value shout and get popular the twitter, on bro. twitter shout out the twitter oh we made a twitter handle guys please follow it pandit 3 on a pint uh, we have three <laughs> followers as of now wow amar you make it sound like we did not have a twitter handle to begin with but let me rephrase we have an active twitter account now We have an active Twitter. <laughs> one second, we have three followers. There are four of us on this podcast. What the fuck is going on? Amar, Vaisnav still hasn't followed it. By the way, I followed it. Shameless fuck. Oh, that's me. Shameless fuck. Hey, no, I followed back. Yeah, but it's been what? It's been a few days, right? Like what? Three days. Yeah, young account. We're gonna grow big. Yeah, take over. <laughs> okay. Anyways, wh- wh- why we're doing this episode is because we've been absolutely appalled at certain times by what has been spoken about the players, the game, by people who yes have played the game before, and for some reason they feel like they have the right to say anything and everything when they are on na- on national television. and uh we done an episode on football journalism i think about a year ago um so it's it sort of relates to that we we sort of building on from there but this one we focusing specifically on the pundits who do your pre match who do your half time talks and then come out on twitter and say absolute nonsense sometimes um so let's get started uh do, do you guys want to give uh, an introduction or do you have anything to say before we get into the podcast anyone I mean everything you said uh, is I feel like applicable to everybody who does this. So like, <laughs> yeah, I can think of a lot of times we have basically said some shit to say some shit, but it is what it is. <laughs> but uh, this is on a more consistent basis, isn't it, Vaishnav? Yeah, like you're yeah. consistently no, no. wrong. I mean, okay, they're doing it on national television, and we are doing it on our production value of Zoom and. Ball. On an international podcast, <laughs> yeah, bro. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah, but but for me, like before we start, like one things which I'm sure 
the ratings will be on the lower side than higher side and it's for me it's a little weird how it just seems like these guys these ex players especially they just lose perspective because when they were a player obviously they know what it's like having these people talk about them when they don't know anything right like they don't know the ins and outs of the dressing room the game the pitch performance but they'll come on they'll say anything on tv right and now then they go on tv and they they continue the cycle so it's just weird for me how it it just keeps happening dude and i also think that the whole point of this tier list is more like we're not rate we're like rating these guys as audience as well no like we are yeah, audience yeah. for these guys so we're rating them as what they do on their like whatever Correct. like coffee yeah. with karan type football shows you know <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's 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 all foreign games man i mean at the end of yeah. the day it's an entertainment product and i like it when graham soon is constantly tells pogba to cut his hair cuz i'm like yeah bro okay get beefing bro why not let's have these storylines like it is what it is you know and obviously some of them you have to paint it with their career and you know if how successful they were and what they did when they were playing what they didn't do when they were playing because i feel like this is a very new occupation i don't think pundits existed like they exist now 20 years ago i think it's an occupation developed in the last 20 30 years so yeah <clears throat> you're going to see mainly ex players now and what's important is we are seeing ex players of only successful football teams like jamie carragher wouldn't be a pundit right now if liverpool weren't successful you know Yeah and we've said this multiple times on our private WhatsApp chats which thankfully are not leaked but uh I I think the reason for that too is because like as Vaishnav said it's at the end of the day it is an entertainment product too even the production behind the Premier League the pundits yeah. it's it's entertainment right and you have to pull in people who will get audiences so i mean that's why people would want to exactly. see these people like the the big teams the players exactly. ex players will take teams but we are refined and spoiled individuals who crave for amazing football content yeah bro we want substance yeah which is what has brought us to this episode anyways let's get started um without further ado we have the first pandit also i want to say guys for some jokes i'm talking to the listeners right now just please look at the clips on twitter there are some absolute class a jokes in this episode which are mainly visual gags so if you could please <laughs> yeah please plug our twitter means a moment of absolute inspiration okay let's get started so the first person we have on the list is alex scott who has i think recently been introduced in fifa as the person who like when you're playing the game and someone scores a goal she comes in and gives that announcement oh yeah the interim sort of yeah it's awesome the first woman commentator or like presenter in fifa i think ever so yeah that's awesome i mean she's won it all dude every single thing that is there to be won she's won it all i mean i think she has five premier league titles one champions league title as well i mean and the only british team to ever do it was arsenal so this i mean this is completely unnecessary and not part of the topic that we're talking about today but i just had to bring it in okay how do you how do you rate her as a pundit i think she's pretty good actually yeah she's she's one of the better ones i mean she had to she's been through everything though to come to where she is now i mean lots of flack lots of like uh, condescending looks to a woman being a presenter and being a talk show yeah, host and yeah. all those kind of things she's been through it all now she's there at the top of like the pyramid where every presenter hopes to be at least i wish at least they do but yeah she's been quite successful at what she does and everybody respects her in the industry i feel 
yeah and and unfortunately what you said is is like so right it's it is a little bit more difficult for female presenters to get that respect right um and a lot of like they have been a lot of female presenters but not a lot of female pundits for some reason even though they play the same sport and she kind of fills both roles she does do presentation but she does come in as a pundit too um so yeah i think like she's she's closer to the top like i wouldn't say s but like I think it's somewhere up top over. I mean I think you could put her in A. That's my opinion at least. With her I always feel like um she uh, uh, as Poe said she's very unbiased and you know a lot of these pundits have personal agendas which she she looks at the game from from a neutral perspective. So Okay, she she's gone into A. That's a good start. That's a good okay. start, bro. I liked yeah. it. I was going to say the same thing. I didn't want any pushback, but once it's itself naturally there it's good, bro. Next we have Ananta Yagi. Okay, so this guy like personally I respect the hell out of him. He he does it all. So he's a a pundit, a commentator and the main presenter for ISL, um the Indian Super League. And his I don't know if you guys have seen like clips of like goals which are being scored in ISL and when he does the commentary on it, but it is super hype. It's like full fucking hype. He's really really good. extremely articulate and what i love about this guy is that he actually i think he had a a job like a, a very cushy well playing corporate job in the uk for star sports and he decided to move away from that and pursue a career in broadcasting because of his passion for the game and he basically like left his job um and started commentating on like tier 3 indian you know like these local kind of tournaments and built himself up from there and now he's literally the a, the face of indian football presentation and he's like i would stack him up against any international presenter or pundit which i have seen he's really really good yeah and one thing about um, people from this mold is that you know they always uh, when you're getting in through pure knowledge what comes out on on the television screen shows and a very good example that i can give you is someone like harsha bogle who's never played yep. cricket for india and most of the commentators are ex players but harsha bogle is such a good commentator only because of his knowledge and i feel that anantyagi sort of fits into that mold and as he said he does he does everything for the isl i'm not sure if he does like uh, the player presentations though like interviewing the players on the field and stuff like that um i think he does like he, he has been pitch side but yeah i don't know if he does the play- like normally in isl they have like a panel like all three of the analyst on the field who to some extent yeah so yeah. he's part of that but okay where do you yeah. rate him i would put him s tier i know a lot of people don't know him cuz oh it's just isl not premier league and all that this but i would put him good. s tier that's me as my vote you can't there are no small jobs bro just because he yeah. does something on something else doesn't mean he's not man up there bro getting getting it i would Let's... give him a b or an a an a yeah, i i would i would go for an a yeah Absolute fucking racism. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you can put him. Okay, put him in A then, because I also feel like S would not be a invalid shout. But I personally have not seen enough of his like professional like performance to be able to give a proper. Oh, like, it's on. It's on you then, Po. Yeah, it's on Po. But I feel like Akshat would have watched most yeah. of it. I'm on Vaishnav's. I'm I'm on the same side as Vaishnav here because I legit haven't watched him enough, so I do not know. I, that's why I was quiet for a while. 
Perfect. Now our listeners have to watch our Twitter because uh, Amar and Akshat are going to fight to the death, and we'll figure out. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I want S to be unanimous, dude. S has to be earned yeah. by, by okay. all of us. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Let's move on. Next, we have Glenn Hoddle. Hen Glodel. I don't know why that made me laugh. Um, to be honest, I've not heard much of him. as a as a presenter he's on sky and all no he's on sky and even the international production of premier league he sometimes comes in he's yeah. soft spoken knows his shit it's i legit like the dude i legit like the dude it's like uh, he reminds me of what's his name da uh, the <laughs> your ex united boy who's this uh, 20 years ago uh, chubby little man soft very soft spoken uh manager manager for steve bruce steve yeah, bruce yeah reminds me of steve bruce when he speaks oh that oh i mean and this guy you're actually right that's not a bad shot very similar yeah and, but this guy is actually very calm when he's presenting takes in all the details properly and like doesn't re- uh, like emotionally react to shit like he's the best pundit that spurs has ever produced out there that is for sure That bar is high. Yeah, yeah I mean, no, no, that is a very low bar. But like, I, I respect him much more than that. So, I put him in a B or a or an A. But yeah, I think B sounds fair. I, I, yeah, I, I like him too. I think he's one of the better ones too. Uh, definitely above average. So, if we're considering B as, are we, are we saying C is average or B is average? C is average. Okay, yeah. Then I'd say B, like close to A. But yeah, I, I'd put him in B too. I would say put him in A just as a palate cleanser with all the D's coming very soon. I leave it to you guys. I, I honestly haven't heard much of him. I, I don't, dude. We have three A's to start with, and that's not bad because I thought we'd have much, much fewer than that. Look at the lineup next. Okay, I mean, okay, no, this is not a spoiler, <laughs> but look at the lineup there. We've got a the deadly duo coming up, bro. We've got two namesakes. They were born from the loins of Satan. Sorry. Let's power through the two Jamies then. <laughs> Jamie Redknapp up first. Okay, so that I feel like we should have three more tiers, but I would put him nowhere above D. In fact, he would be <laughs> pushing it to be in D tier, bro. The fact that his photo is on your tier list maker, I feel like that is the tier that he belongs. It's a shame that Amar hasn't disclosed the last tier below D because I'd put him in that category. We might have to. I definitely put him in that category. Do you want to give our listeners some context on why you think that way? Wait, but we can we can move him there uh, retrospectively later once the gag is revealed. I am all for <laughs> it as long as he is where he belongs. I I I it's our thing, bro. I think he belongs there. We make the rules. Why Why do you think <laughs> Jamie Redknapp is such a bad pundit? Do you want to give our listeners some context? I mean, he's too opinionated, bro. That's what I feel at least. No, but I don't think that is necessarily a bad thing. I think he is not the type of guy to go back on his takes and to be a little humble about the fact that it's very easy to get things wrong because shit happens. It's a, it's such a fucking unpredictable sport, right? Did you guys see the other day when he's talking to uh, Neville? Uh, he's like, "Look at me, son. Look at me." Yeah. And then like, don't look away. Look at me yeah. while I'm talking to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so cringe, but I don't know. So I, I, I feel like he. he's not uh, first of all there are people who may not make the best footballing points but they present themselves well um and maybe someone further on down the list i might just get into that now i think someone like rio ferdinand is that 
he doesn't talk a lot of sense tactically but he presents himself well and convincingly whatsoever like whatever right this guy doesn't even do that according to me at least um he comes off as a little petulant he comes off as someone yeah. you can see when he gets irritated during a debate and you're there to debate opposing views and and he takes a kind of personally like yeah. a very irritable kind of a personality for me and you're on tv don't be fucking irritable dude like that's your one job right like <laughs> more than anything i feel like his takes sometimes are just contrarian to be contrarian and when yeah. he doesn't want to be that sort of oh uh, but i don't think it's cool guy he goes on these like like something he'll just bandwagon off and something he'll be contrarian about so i don't know what his thing is like i i'm sure he's a smart guy and all but i wouldn't rate him as a very good pundit uh, amar now do you think you're in a position to reveal the the worst tier No, we'll get to that. We'll get to that when we get to that. My vote is to put him there. D, da. You want to put him in D? Yeah. So I'm D. slotting him into D tier for now, with possible revision into the yeah. final tier later. <laughs> There's a caveat. Next up, we have the next Jamie. Jamie Carragher, Liverpool legend, zero Premier League titles. Okay. I don't even think he's a Liverpool legend, but like. Oh, no, that oh. all. I don't think we. I think he. No, can, he, he is. He was there for Istanbul and all that. He a no no. He is a Liverpool legend. I don't know if he's as big a legend as some other players. The fact that he was there long enough, I don't think we should take things away from his playing career. Might not have been the greatest, but he played pro football at the highest level. Yeah. So give him credit. And I don't. I don't think he's the worst pundit possible, but I think his takes sometimes are just so easy to be like, bro, what are you saying? Yeah, that's what's annoying about him. Yeah, but he does speak sense sometimes. Sometimes, no, like his views are actually good. He does yeah. his research recently, like man, like updates his points, changes his views. I've seen that happen at least, like over the couple over the past couple of years. So it's like he's actually putting in some effort into this job. Like for others, it's just like a retirement paycheck. But this guy's actually making an effort to do it. So I rate him for that at least. I agree because because um, it's exactly what you said, Bo. Like um, that Monday night football show with just him and Neville, where they go into like a deep dive into like the the tactics and and do like in depth player interviews It's as well. well. That that is very well done and. their tactical discussions are probably some of the best you can find on tv on youtube mm. and and uh, like uh, print media they are they're way better but on tv i think it's the best you can find but on the other hand he comes out with such ridiculous takes and of course i'm a united fan i'm not being objective on this i know that but that whole thing of like without seeing a player telling someone that he is not going to be good enough for the premier league mm. what he did with lisandro martinez you got uh, recency bias you very much so I know, I know. I, by the way, this is why I think the topic even was there in our list of topics yeah. because of what he said about Martinez. But and also after the Champions League final, where he said that uh, after Liverpool lost to Madrid, he said Liverpool are still. That was Michael Owen. Oh, that was Michael that Owen. That was Michael Owen. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I agree that there are lots of things to like about him. He's entertaining. He does good punditry. He's on the best football show as well. Got so, great chemistry with Neville also. Him and Neville, he does. Are, he like, does. They've got that perfect chemistry. Yeah, I I'm kind of talking myself into giving him a higher tier than I want to give him. <laughs> But I've read a couple of his articles as well. Okay, he writes for the Telegraph also. Okay, that's not. They're not half bad. They're not half bad, but yeah, but the Telegraph. Yeah, uh, it's not a great like, like media, but like, but it's still like his content is good, but like. 
uh, at least it's like it's not utter garbage it's nice to read so where are we slotting yeah, okay. him oh that's i think he's a b tier bro i think he's a solid yeah. shot for b tier i don't think he's bad enough to go into d i don't i think c would be undercutting it because i think he has more yeah. good qualities than bad ones so i think he's safe to go into he's b. a better pundit than a human being so b <laughs> I yeah. don't know him as a human being, but okay. <laughs> no, no, it's just the it's just the spitting on people and all that shit. That. Yeah, but that wasn't that in the game. No, no, no. Like, and- this was in a traffic signal, da. Like he pulled his window down and then spat oh. at the, like people in the next car. Okay, then he's in G tier, but like whatever, bro. Put him on B tier for now. He's the. No, he's bro. B. B is fine. He soured the taste of that entire. As a pundit, these are all professional opinions on them. As a yeah, pundit, yeah. So. I don't know what Jamie's doing in his real day to day. Let's move on. Next, we have Jim Beglin, good commentator. Um, I feel that he's, I know he's fallen off a cliff. Yeah, right? uh, according to me, Jim Beglin is like uh, he sounds. He sounds tired now for some reason. <laughs> exactly. That's, like that's, he's yeah, hating I his know. job and he doesn't want to come and watch the game anymore. It's probably because uh, United are playing so shit and he mostly commentates United <laughs> games, which makes it even worse. Like at least the, like make the commentary exciting, you know. <laughs> Don't be as dead as the players on the pitch. But uh, with Jim Beglin, I feel that he doesn't talk a lot about the analysis, the tactics, and the strategies of the teams. He talks more about the personality that they're showing on the pitch, which is fine. But you can only pull it through so much, right? Like you can't. But keep... that's his background. No, I don't think he has much of a like. N- intellectual footballing knowledge like i think it's yeah but th- of- that's the problem no why because every week in week out you're only listening to oh the players are not hungry for it that's true that's true yeah. i i agree yeah. with you i mean you're right like you want like good play by play commentary where you want to see like someone to kind of tell you what's happening on the pitch and put that into yeah yeah and uh, i feel like he is one of those people who falls into that you know that trap of just parroting out the media narrative during a football match you know yeah. and I, yeah. I i that puts me off it's not just united anything it just puts me off like listen we know we know what's happening just i want to see the game you know like that's it to be fair there are a lot of like fans that only have an interaction with football on the weekend and i guess it's the it's not the worst thing for them to get like a media update as to what is happening in the background however inaccurate or accurate that may be because like a lot of people aren't doing what we do as like nerds which is like basically knowing most of the ins and outs of what's happening not many people are fucking constantly refreshing their twitter pages to see yeah. what romano <laughs> said so like true true okay where do you rate him i would put i don't know uh, on you guys but i think i would go with the c yeah like i don't think he's bad i, I don't think he's yeah at the peak of his career probably in an a but you guys yeah. are right i don't think he's the cuz his commentary was great man and i think that is also sort of on Yeah, if if we're defining uh, C as average, then he's average. Yeah. So, yeah. We're moving on to the next one, Karen Kearney. She got a lot of shit. Does anybody remember why she yeah, got a lot of shit? Yeah, no, season? I don't remember the reason why, but that was like a big thing. No, like sh- people made her cry and shit, like and like and hurtful comments actually, like all over social media and shit. Yeah, but that just that just it was again it was a Leeds game. Some comment she made. I think. I don't remember exactly what it was man but I have I have a very good uh, 
feeling it was about uh, like fatigue and how players are not able to run anymore and i don't remember exactly what it is we can pull it up right now in fact i can pull it up right now and check it out wait yeah Karen, i mean you right about leads fucking hell bro i'm halfway through this uh, article and there is no quote no she she said a quote saying that uh, i actually think they got promoted because of covid in terms of it uh gave them a bit oh, of a spike yeah yeah okay she said yes. that and then yes, uh, yes, leads yes, twitter yes, made yes. it worse by putting out a tweet saying that um, her quote saying that like leads got, got promoted because of covid but we actually won it by 10 points and shit so i mean like the hate she got isn't justified but yeah. that's not she shouldn't have said that it's not a right thing to say but yeah i mean obviously people will overreact i think it's a case of uh, i don't think it's 100% correct also okay whatever she said but i think it's a classic case of misinterpretation as well like in terms of uh, taking words out of out of the context yeah like she probably had to explain herself but explain herself better No, but I don't know how much out of context you can take it for the entire whatever she said is like recorded. <laughs> like no, I mean what she yeah. said, I think was a little bit baseless. Yeah. But I can see where she came from with that, like in terms of how she said it. But I would again rate it at C or B. Like yeah, but like the reason why reason why I want to include her in this list was because uh, the way she's gone come back from that incident. No, like she's picked herself up. That is like, true. Ah, that's true. That way, yeah, that like, is true. She she's seen more in like lots of these uh, punditry roles now, and like she's doing a good job. Yeah, well. and she's an ex-pro, so and a fairly recent ex-pro at that. So it's like always good to have voices in the studio when you're an ex-pro. So she goes and see. All right. So moving ahead, uh, next on the list we have Lee Dixon. He's good, man. He's good. I, I love mean, his commentary, man. Like I think he's one of my favorite commentators. But I have a problem with these uh, ex-Arsenal player uh, turned pundits because I don't know why. I mean, I think they try to uh, be so conscious of themselves on TV that like be conscious about them supporting Arsenal on TV that they try to. actively negatively like say negative stuff even though like just for the sake of it like but that's just a minor gripe of mine but you don't know if that's what he wants right like maybe he is looking at it yeah negatively. that's just a minor gripe i know like his views on arsenal may not agree with yours but it's still his views on arsenal right that is that huh? but then this is like actively looking for stuff when it, there ain't any like big things to talk about but that's just a mi- minor gripe okay. so otherwise he's a really good pundit like uh, i think he does lots of uh, stuff for american uh, channels right if i'm not wrong like now yeah he does yeah nbc yeah. and stuff yeah i mean i would put him in b but based on what you guys call. yeah i think he goes up there in b i would have said a also but if you guys are saying b i i'm not going to argue with that i think he's really good let's go to the b bro give him that b okay guys let's move on um next on the list we have gary lineker hey i would genuinely put him in a if not i would honestly not mind putting him in s but he pooped on a football pitch so maybe a <laughs> <laughs> can i make the argument for s for lineker go oh, on let's do it bro i'm on i'm all on board very well good takes well informed speaks well presents well does Amar, you know how hard your job is. He does that very well. So, like, yeah. he's damn good at that. More than his, uh, more than his views. No, what I really liked about him was the way his ability to host the talk show completely on his own. Yeah, exactly. Ex- he's he, my favorite host. 
no one comes close in in my eyes as to the way he facilitates conversation because yeah, um, he does right. Champions League and he does um, uh, international games right and match I mean he's yeah. got a couple of rowdy boys speaking there in the on like on that set and then he manages to keep calm ensure like everyone has their say so he's like he's one of the best there and and he um is the orchestrator and he's so good at um uh, making the conversation flow of course but also the one day which i really like in my mind he got elevated was during the euros when england got knocked out by iceland he was in studio with with alan shearer and mm. you could see the personal disappointment and hurt in his face and even in that situation he did, it was it's very easy to go off on your own country cuz bro if i saw my country play like that i'd be like what the fuck is this shit they don't deserve to wear the shirt and all that yeah even then he was professional and you know and the whole thing about during leicester's dream title run it was oh, just so wholesome it was too wholesome yeah it was too yeah wholesome. like and i don't know like i think i don't see who, how anyone can be better than him that's why i'm saying s like i don't i in from in my eyes i think he's the best presenter pure television pundit who's not like an analytics dude or like yeah. this guy who's like you know got the insane score scoop in journalism or business insider knowledge i think he's the best there yeah. so i would put him in s like genuinely put him in s can't argue with that after gary lineker we have manish basim so gary goes in s yeah gary goes in s Yep. With Manisha like him um he doesn't give much analysis on to the game but um uh, he's basically the host of of the match day broadcast. He's very much in the same same ilk as Lineker, no? So I think we can sort of there, there's no negatives really. Like I genuinely can't think of a negative for him. Yeah. He's a great but, guy, like a great host. But for me as much as I, I don't know if you guys have watched more of him you would have a better idea and I'm not averse to putting him in an S but I don't think he's as not no. flashy but as quality to put in S but I would definitely not put him anywhere below A like he's not bad or even like he's very good he's very good at what he does Yeah I I would put him as an A Yep for unanimous Yeah I I um, concur Oh um who do we have now Nice. <laughs> so next we have Michael Owen who I mean we don't know what tier to put him so we just made a tier for Michael Owen only and called it Michael Owen the fact that it's at the lowest doesn't mean anything no it's below D that that is your own inference to draw we just made a separate yeah. one for it's just a separate one we're not saying he's worse than any of these pundits we're just saying he's michael owen even though this is literally rating people on tiers but still <laughs> let me read out some of the famous michael owen quotes for uh, during match time please please the team that's going to win is the one that will score the most goals number 1 <laughs> some physics that would have been a goal had it gone inside the post oh that is magnificent <laughs> number 2 now number 3 to stay in the game you have to stay in the game <laughs> oh, i mean that's not bad but yeah <laughs> now the last one which is personally my favorite what a shot that's completely unstoppable but the keeper's got to do better for me <laughs> <laughs> that broke me bro that my mind couldn't fathom that last <laughs> Oh, I fucking love this dude. <laughs> and coming back to what we said earlier on the podcast, uh, Michael Owen after after Madrid beat Liverpool, um, ten minutes like literally ten minutes after the game on the same pitch, Michael Owen comes and says, 
Liverpool are the best team in Europe. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> they just played a game, Michael Owen. Yeah, I think uh, that's what the trophy is for. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think right. he has any like redeeming qualities. I don't like saying that, <laughs> but I genuinely don't think he has any redeeming qualities, bro. Like, I think he's got the worst. things of most pundits that we don't like things about like i i've never heard a good football take from him but then now recently i've not been listening to him much so this is that but yeah. like i don't know man i don't know okay he he slots into the michael owen tier <laughs> next we have um, for a very short while if listeners are surprised this name has showed up it's jose mourinho hello i'm jose mourinho I love that meme. I love that meme. But honestly, I think this was during project restart when Mourinho was yeah. had just left um, Spurs. Between United, no, between United and Spurs. Correct, correct. Between yeah. United and Spurs, and he came on to uh, was it for BT or Sky? BN, BN, BN. Correct. And yeah. I felt like some of the like just his insights and understanding of the game. Bro, this is like if you're if you're like. A, chemistry student and you listen to like a nobel laureate talk like he knows everything there is to know like it was genuinely like that like you need prerequisite courses to understand what he's talking about at that deeper level like he can't bro i think he people like him and wenger and people who are genuinely beyond decorated in that sport are like like they can't be pundits they're like so good you know like i i, I could see i could, the moment you said like him and wenger like i just saw pose expression just change like objection no, or not like you know I, no no nothing like that I, what i was going to say was there's a noise of approval <laughs> yeah that <laughs> okay bro okay. but you know one thing i noticed when these guys were there in studio you know like there are usually there's usually one host and like two or three pundits no It's like all the other pundits mm. turn into hosts, and then instead of giving their analytical views, yeah. they are just asking questions Absolutely. to Mourinho and be like, "Bro, you tell me how this happens. You tell me how that happens." Like it was beautiful to watch. Because that's what it was for them ten years ago. No, when these guys were coaching them, it is literally like these guys yeah. have. They, they, yeah, man, they might not be winning trophies every year because it's such a competitive fucking industry. But there is nothing they don't know about the sport. Like literally, objectively, there is nothing they don't. Know. Like this is another stratosphere of knowledge. It was beautiful to yeah. watch. So, uh, uh, should I put him in A? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And since we're on this conversation, I think we should rate Wenger together as well. I would give Wenger an A too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So obviously, Mourinho's A, Wenger has to be B. Bro, <laughs> come on. I mean, I I have a lot of uh, fights to pick with you, Akshat. Huh? I mean, when you're talking about which was the pre- the previous episode when you guys are talking about rivalry and shit, and and then you did not put Wenger in a good light, my friend. <laughs> that bro, you could have been there for that episode. This is why. Yeah, like, you missed like, the recording. You don't come back and give us notes and all. Okay. When we sent you CV for podcast, we told United fan, United fan, United fan. You knew these uh, allegiances are there. When you're not there, where is the balance, man? The you? the worst part about it wasn't even Ferguson versus Wenger Wenger rivalry. That wasn't even brought up, my friend. Like it was Mourinho versus yeah, Wenger rivalry. Yeah, because that was nothing compared to Mourinho Wenger. Yeah, uh, that was the true rivalry. Those two ruled like they bought the whole manager rivalry scene into the Premier League, bro. Bro, that's true. But they drank wine with each other and all. And if you can drink wine with each other and all. Now also it's five star wanted level, bro. If they see each other, it's guns are blazing immediately. Da, what? It's no, on they... site with those two, bro. It's on site. 
And you know, <laughs> fun- funnily enough, um, I don't remember which game this was for. I think I think it was for the Euros, <laughs> Euros twenty twenty, when Wenger and Mourinho were pundits on the same panel. Yeah, bro, been what? No, they've been. Yeah, no. yeah, they were, and that was fucking beautiful to watch. It was beautiful because, like, whatever we said about Mourinho, it applies for Wenger as well. Like, knowledge-wise, just not on the same stratosphere as anyone else we've spoken about. It's or something heard to do with the way they speak, da. Like, their words are so captivating. The way yeah. they throw those words out, it's like you just want to listen to them. Speak to professional footballers on a daily basis to coach yeah. them into doing the football. So when they're talking to people about doing the football, they're like, guys, like, listen to me. <laughs> like, we know what we're talking about. Yeah. And it's it's not. It's not even about football. It's just this trait that the people who are true experts in their field can yeah. explain things in the simplest possible ways. True, like make a fifth grader understand it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Those two definitely deserve to be in the S class, but we just need to see more of them now. But like in in punditry, that's the reason why. No, like yeah, they deserve to be. And I yeah, yeah. I, I think to Amar's point, there will be more coaches maybe in punditry, but I feel like they're gonna move towards the football directors and more tenured roles where you're there for longer, as opposed to even though I'm sure TV is more money because yeah. at least if you're there for a long time, you make a lot of money, man. So I hope they get money. But if you want to see like. Uh, Managers speak about analytics side and then their perspective of the game. The coach's voice is doing a brilliant job on that. You no, know, like the YouTube channel. Cool, yeah. But about their own game. Yeah, it's about their own game, but and it's fascinating. It's just yeah. absolutely fascinating. To be fair, nobody else is an expert on their game as much as they are an expert on their game. Yeah. So they can, if anybody can talk, bro. Second visual gag is the next guy. Shit, guys, go to our Twitter, guys. Go to our Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Next we have uh, Gary Neville slash Longbottom. However you want to call it, I don't know why Akshay just put a picture of Neville Longbottom as a kid. Because I I was on the call. I I, I was downloading images of everyone. I searched Neville and Neville Longbottom showed up before Gary Neville. So that's just him now. No, but then you got to set the scene. Which which photograph of Neville Longbottom? Like, bro, that's for that they have to go to our Twitter. Dad. That's not something they can they cannot hear. This. And I think it's a, I think it's a great uh, analogy though. The photo, the person to the football player Dude. It was never the greatest at United. It was never the Harry Potter to our Paul Scholes and Ryan. How is a great analogy, da? Like this guy, that photo of Neville, he's going to pass out in the next second. Like yeah, I know. <laughs> before he gets petrified, yeah. no? <laughs> just before he gets petrified. Yeah. Bro, have you seen Gary Neville as a right back? I see him petrified <laughs> very often. <laughs> Solid right back. Forget about that. I think he's a genuinely good pundit, bro. Says some shit sometimes, but everybody says some shit sometimes. And I think he's ah no. I'm still good. You don't like no, him. Like I like Gary Neville, but the the shit comment he made last season. But I don't know what Arsenal's direction is. I don't know what they're doing with the transfer money that they have. They're the ones who spend the most in the market. Like I do not get the direction that they're going in. Oh, doesn't rate anyone who speaks badly about Arsenal. No, da, like that. No, no, that was just a pointless take. I don't think it was a pointless take, po, because everyone was saying that. Bro, but Vaishnav, you got to agree that that particular transfer market was the most evident, strategy-wise, what we were trying to do. Okay, like, and this man comes Completely out live on television agree. saying that I do not have a clue what they're doing. Bro, like, come on. Bro, that's the whole point. He does not have a clue. He he's saying it's his view. Like, 
there are people who who go out and I they think say that's it just like objectively bad thing he can't be that blindsided too no, no it's not about it's about the way you say it bro like people like carigas who come out and say that no i'm not I, okay carigas is a bad example because i know united liverpool rivalry but when you come out and say that he's not going to be a, a premier league center defender that is not like oh i don't believe he has the attitudes i believe he's going to struggle in the air i believe he can be exploited he just comes out and says he's not going to be a good like I, I that's what I don't agree with, dude. But I I agree with Poe in terms of sometimes Neville just like I, I think firstly that was a wrongly informed take because I think objectively yeah. if you look at what they were doing at that point was yeah okay they lost two of their main strikers. No, no, that is this season. That is this season, Vaishnav. He's talking about last season when we bought Ramsdale, Tomiyasu, when we signed uh, Erdegaard, when we bought yeah yeah we still had Laka and uh, Aba, but the whole like. five or six players that we bought were all 21 and under like and they were promising this is like a football manager's take on like building a team for the future bro like that is exactly what it was and this boy comes out saying okay, that okay but we are sort of extrapolating on on the one thing that he said that we may or may not agree with we have to look at the overall bro didn't you just talk about lisandro martinez and uh, what, what carigas comments on him no but then after that we we spoke a lot of good also about carigar like we he's in b okay we where would you write, where would you rate neville i would put uh, neville at b next to carigar bro next to carigar i i would even go to a because i like i like beef between them and maybe if they see this they'll have more beef if we put one of them above the other but it's okay okay next is the ogs of the og my favorite holy shit guys episode idea referee's tier list but okay go on <laughs> oh that's great my favorite um, commentator match presenter pandit by far um, just the way he sort of speaks about the game is so different it's peter dury we've mentioned him i think this is the second or third time we're mentioning him on the podcast i personally love him and i think he goes straight into an s what do you guys think so for me i don't know man like i feel like he's more of a commentator mm-hmm. than he is a pundit and just for that i don't know like as a commentator yeah i love him like he's really good but he does a very different role than like akshat said like a play by play because i think there are better commentators out there now that i can think of many but in terms of for a highlight package if you want commentary commentary there is only one man there's no one better he's the arm of commentary he is just evergreen <laughs> <laughs> If, if he could sell, if he could sell platinum records, he would have sold platinum commentary records. Like he's really good, man. But actually, you know what? I like him, but I wouldn't put him in S. I would put him in A, not B, definitely. But I would put him in A. I I would have also put him in S, but I see the argument for putting him in A too. Because like, if I I think if we're doing a commentator tier list, he's S. But if yeah. since we're doing like a punditry tier list, yeah, like he he doesn't do as much punditry as the others, but. Um. Yeah. Probably. I would put him in A. I don't know. Yeah. If it's not uh, unanimous, it's not S. So then we put it into A. Does Snozef agree? Pozef is agree. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree because it's the same logic behind Mourinho and Wenger being in A. Like. Yeah. Exactly. The debt. Like whatever mitigating factors are there. Okay. Moving on. Next, we have Richard Keys. Yeah. Ultra filth, bro. Bro, this filth. guy. <laughs> Horrible filth, bro. So disgusting, fuck. Do we put him in the tier tier with no name? He's supposed to be even worse than this. Him and some other dude. Okay, I forgot his name. This was like a year ago. Like this incident when he's talking about um, female linesmen. 
on a scale of talk sport to athletic, athletic being 10 and talk sport being 1, where would you the put it? Bro. Athletic shoutouts are getting too obvious. <laughs> what is this sponsorship which you have got from athletic which you haven't told us? If only they would pay. ridiculous. How much are they paying they keep you, telling, man? They keep, they, they, keep, they keep telling me to cut it four ways, but I'm like, shh. <laughs> <laughs> I see that PS5 you have in your house and now I question it. <laughs> I keep telling them, no, no, it's just the voices in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. I don't even think we need to discuss this dude. He's D. I, I agree. He, he's horrible. I've yeah, not seen him yeah. enough. No, but, but then you... He's in D. I don't mind shitting on him. Do you guys know why he's like... What what he said last year? What did he say, Po? He said Arsenal has no direction. No, no, bro, what is this uh, shit on uh, me talking only about Arsenal, bro? No, he uh, he shat on female linesmen saying that, dude, like, people should go and explain the offside role uh, to them and all that shit, like, live on television, bro. And then uh, later comes out saying it's a joke nice, and all that. So, hey, so hateful yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, legit spiteful shit. Dude, now now I feel like dropping him to the Michael Owen tier. Why not? We can even not put him on the team. Right. Like, I think we should dismiss him there. Like, do not put him there anywhere. Okay. Okay. Fine. And he's also a celebration police, bro, by the way. He doesn't like team celebrating. Oh, that that's a pet peeve of mine, bro. Fuck, I hate that. Biggest pet peeve of mine. It's probably one of my biggest pet peeves. Dude, actually, like, even more insulting than leaving him out of the list is putting him next to Michael Owen. So, I'm just putting him next <laughs> do to Do that. Okay, let's yeah. move on. Micah Richards. Micah, I would put him in A, man. I just like him. I like him as a guy. I feel like I feel like putting him, uh, putting a beer with Micah would be a lot of fun. I would put him he in. He brings so much energy into that show, bro. Like, yeah. man's running it single-handedly yeah. in terms of like, where's where's his partner in crime? Like, okay, I can see him there. Like, he, he's right here. We can do him. We can do both of them together. Um, Roy Keane and Micah Richards. I would put them both in A. Like, yeah, I don't see a reason yeah, not. I would agree. That dynamic is too much fun. And and both of them, they actually know they're there for entertainment. And they're also, like, they're so humble about it, bro. So many times Roy Keane will give Micah shit for, like, like, Micah wasn't, like, the mm. guy at City, no. And, like, yeah. he, he will keep telling him that shit. And, like, <laughs> I, I, there's a clip where Micah is, like, when I was told I'm the next big thing, and Roy looks at him and like, you were told that? <laughs> yeah, and both start laughing. Yeah, the, both start yeah. laughing. That's the best yeah. thing, bro. It's, it's really funny. Yeah. Even even uh, when United are playing shit and Roy says something, like, insanely vitriolic in the press, Micah will come out and, you know, he poke at him, he'd be like, so what do you think about this? That? And I like that dynamic, man. Yeah. So with, yeah. with Roy Keane, just to add something is that I feel with United games, he's just overly critical. So I don't enjoy him listening talk to two. <laughs> he's fucking Roy Keane. Dude. Yeah, but uh, if anybody he has no, he has no filter. He has no filter at all. Yeah. And that's why, that's why he has neck problems with all the gold medals weighing his neck down. No, yeah. There's a reason. These guys are not built the same. And yeah, that's why you have him on TV to say shit like that. Otherwise, you can call me also. I can also tell United are bad. I'm going <laughs> to use that, Vaishnav. That's a good one, bro. Neck yeah. problems from the gold medals. Yeah, bro, my man. They all have spine disalignment, bro. That's why now... Okay, let's talk about... Uh, we already spoke about Rio, right? Like, just to mention. For me, he's C. For me, he's so bang average. I don't like him. Oh, I I would I I would put him in B at least. C I wouldn't say no to, but I wouldn't put him at A or S. Dude, he's too reactionary, right now. He's just he is, way too reactionary. He is reactionary one hundred and one. 
but he's very well spoken and he is yeah like he has the, the good presenter side of it he's very good at but you're right his footballing takes and stuff is not great but i like his rapport with most of the people that he presents with so for me i feel like that outweighs it but i wouldn't yeah pogo Pe- people actually do listen to him bro do, like as in couple of words he said root couple of words he said actually like was the talk about a one particular manager every single time he was brought up dude always at the wheel that line every single time yeah. ole was talked about it was brought up because this dude was there and I, that was also one of my gripes but that is the reactionary part that we are talking about yeah, yeah. for me that's a negative i mean that, that that was me being sarcastic about your whole uh, united group of presenters because like i have one bad like opinion about all of them dude the way they treated ole and like the way they treating everyone else that's managing united it's utter shit and like the bias is so palpable bro like you can actually taste it on your tongue like being which way because i, I see it one way in terms of like being chatty buddies with ole and like not talking shit about him for like for ages yeah. that way yeah you're right we should we should bring that up cuz that happened that absolutely happened you're right but i feel like that was towards the time where ole was doing well because the players were doing well i think he got a lot of shit once he started going no da like the contrasting opinions about like the way like a team should stick to a manager or whether they have to change managers yeah. like even like before and after neville was like gunning for people's heads okay like manager wise like not giving them yeah. enough opportunities in terms of like sus- like building a sustainable team and when it, when it came to ole it was like give him more time like give him more time all the like every single time they were asked about it that is like true. they always went for that side of their like point of view maybe it's because i feel like ole got a lot of unfair shit i'm not saying he was the right pick nothing i'm not even saying he was a good manager yeah. but i think he got a lot of unfair shit in the press and i thought that was a lot of that was from the united faithful but Take him out of C tier. I don't think he's like. I think you should keep him in C. Yeah. But I like him as a presenter, C? bro. Very well spoken. Yeah, I would give him a C. Next, we have the fashionista, Robbie Savage. <laughs> Where would you rate Robbie Savage? I've not heard enough. He he he's yeah he's man he he's again pretty biased towards United, but he's one of those who doesn't hide it. Also, so it's like not a not like too bad. You know, the irritating kind. It could be yeah. worse. Yeah. So. I think by definition is C, yeah. Yeah. Let's build up that C roster, bro. Nice. Let's also see which would be the best five-a-side teams in all our tier. Paul Scholes. Bad. Paul is. I would put him in D tier genuinely, but I don't know, man. You could you could get away with putting him in C. I don't think he has the best. Yeah, takes, bro. bad. I think he says he doesn't have the best takes, and he, he sounds bored, bro. He's like yeah. he couldn't be bothered. Like why yeah. are you bored? Yeah. Here? You know, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree that about Paul's games. Yeah, yeah, I think he goes in D, bro. What I've seen of him, I don't know. It feels yeah. blasphemous to put a picture of Paul's goals next to Jamie Redknapp, but <laughs> I want everybody to know this has nothing to do with the actual physical ability of touching a football. Moreover, speaking on a mic, and I think that's a good analogy. Okay, next we have Alan Shearer. I think he's solid, bro. I think he's good, bro. I I would I would put him in A. I would put him in A. Bro. I would I would give him a B. Um. Uh, he didn't start off very well i have to say that uh, when he first came on as a pundit he was actually really bad um but i think okay. with with his position has it's also grown over time he does that uh, fantasy team of the week for premier league and sometimes he hosts the match day so he's getting better at his job um still don't like his football takes all that much so i would, I would give him a b but uh, 
I think we shouldn't rate people on how much we like their football takes because everybody is wrong. But like the overall thing of being a pundit and like everybody is wrong, just genuinely. Even the most informed people, like in terms of all the guys we listen to, Athletic and all the analytics guys at other stats bomb and all these places. Like there are numbers, there are things that people say, but it's a fucking sport that is unpredictable as hell at the end of the day. So everyone is wrong. I don't yeah. think it's fair just to judge people on wrong takes. But I wouldn't put Allen in S definitely. I think B might be a little bit of a disservice because we put people like Micah and Roy in A. You know, they're also not the like. Yeah, they're good, but again, we, it's mm. more over on the package of entertainment and being a pundit. I okay, think. so we are, we are basically saying that the punditry panel is good. <laughs> yeah, Genuinely. I'll give him a B. Okay, then we put him in B. No, I don't agree, but where you want to put him in A? Uh, yeah, A. I think he's better than average, but I don't think he's he's good. Then we stick with B, I feel, Po. Because, like, it's a majority, 2-2 split. Okay, let's, go not, ahead. let's go with the lower. Yeah, okay, fine. No, it's not yeah. majority. It's 2-2 two, two split. We are, the house is split. We need a vote of special majority now. But it's all good. Okay. I think now, the next three, I think, will be pretty seamless. But let's see how it Yeah, the, I mean, uh, Tim Sherwood, honestly, is one of the most irritating people that I listen to on... Oh, dude. Oh, I didn't expect any to, you to agree with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why? He's bro, bad. He is such a... He is objectively bad. He's just objectively bad. And I again, not many redeeming qualities. And I don't know if he's, he's not showing up also as much, you know, these days. Or is it <laughs> yeah. just me not looking? He's skipping work. <laughs> I think they're just not calling him down. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I really don't like Tim Sherwood. Um, first of all, he looks like... Uh, <laughs> I don't like when... <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear what comes up next. Please finish that sentence quick. <laughs> yeah, it's again on, the uh, same thing to what we've said about a lot of people that he looks. He just looks bored and disinterested okay. of yeah, being nice. there. Like, <laughs> solid, 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 solid same. Amar is he caught one on the boundary, bro. No, but like <laughs> physical appearance-wise, he looks good, bro. He has a stubble and everything, salt and pepper hair, so. Let's not go there. <laughs> now he's just pushing it down. There's, there's a toe on the line. It's it's a six now. <laughs> Tim Sherwood is what? A Spurs striker, right? He's a manager. I don't know where he played. Oh, Spurs manager, right. Born in 1922 I, to see him play. He, he managed Villa and Spurs. And I think he played... He definitely did play for Spurs. I'm not sure if he played for Villa though. But I mean, again, playing career doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Package is no, I was just curious. <laughs> I think the next guy goes next straight next to him, and maybe he needs a haircut too. <laughs> yeah, next we have uh, Graham Souness, who has said some pretty strange things. I'm I'm not even talking about this, bro. Fuck him. Yeah, screw him. Guys, I have one question. In this whole podcast, where is Paul Pogba? Why hasn't he shown up? Why hasn't he contributed? They need they need to sign the CDM to unlock him, and he needs to cut his hair. You guys are not getting him. I feel like it was a, like, Graham Souness was a personal agenda that just went a little bit too far because he saw the value when he said it once of, like, the reactions that he got and him becoming viral and then he just milked it. He's that old school mentality where he said something means now it's done. Like, he will take it to his deathbed. There is no... No take No take backs at all. And it was hilarious. I think it was last season or last to last season where um, Pogba, I forgot, maybe it was a Leeds game. Where Pogba got four assists in the first game of the season. Do you guys remember yeah, which yeah, one it was? Yeah, it was a Leeds game. Leeds Even game. then, he didn't compliment Pogba, bro. 
And I'm like, what? I think that was Pogba's best performance in like five years, including some performances at UEFA. That game, he was literally unplayable. Like, he yeah. was Paul Pogba. That should be Paul Pogba. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, Sunes is that guy, bro. You guys are bang on. Michael Owen. Day. And for the last one, we have Ian Wright. Straight to I the top. I put him in an A. I, Straight I, to the top. I put him in A if... I would put him at S if there were more Arsenal fans on the pod. I, I am okay. I am okay with putting him in S. Put him straight to the top. Take him up there. <laughs> like, like, no, we're not even talking. Go, put him in S. I, I'm not putting him anywhere. You can't put him below A though. No, I think he deserves to be next to Lineker, bro. Like, if Lineker's in S, this guy has to be up there. That's true, actually. See, uh, I... Okay, like, I I want to put him in S because he has everything. Like, he speaks sense, he's well-presented. He's fast, he's got good finishing ability, can take it to feet. He's fun in the Micah Richards way as well. And another yeah. thing is that he's a true, true advocate for, like, the women's game and the way he, he he's helped build that up and stuff. Not That's just, also... like, any, anything wholesome in football, I feel like Ian Wright is involved. Yeah. In. Anything wholesome coming out of the Premier League sort of aspect of ex-players doing things, he's involved in some way. And I think that's insane, dude. And so, we're, we're putting him up there. We're putting him up oh, there. Oh, nice. I don't mind. Amar, are you okay with that? Yeah, I'm okay with it. There we go. That's our list. Dude, man, eight years is the most populated, bro. That's crazy. I legit thought there would have been more Ds, bro. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. Same, same. Yeah. I think we... We created a new tier. That's why there are less Ds. Yeah, I think the, the Michael <laughs> Owen tier is... <laughs> okay, we count Michael Owen and D as like one thing for the count purposes now. S has finished with two people. A has uh, nine. Do you want to quickly go through the names as well? Like re- Okay. So S has uh, Gary Lineker and Ian Wright. A has Alex Scott, uh, Anantayagi... I forgot who that guy Glenn was. Glenn Hoddle. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn Hoddle, Manish Basim, Jose Mourinho, Arsene Wenger, Peter Dury, Micah Richards and Roy Keane. Then in the B category, we have Gary Neville Longbottom, Jamie Carragher, <laughs> Alan Scherer and uh, Lee Dixon. In the C category, we have oh Jim Beglin, right? Fuck, I, I It's weird I, looking at his face because yeah. it's just commentary yeah. normally. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Beglin, um, Karen Carey, <laughs> Rio Ferdinand, and uh, Robbie Savage. In D, in D we have Paul Scholes and. Uh, who's that? Jamie Redknapp. <laughs> Dude, I legit wanted to put Jamie Redknapp in like Michael Owen category, but his name came up first before the reveal. First. Hey, yeah, the retrospective shift. Bring him down now. What is this shit? Fine. Fuck it. D has just Paul Scholes then. Okay, so the basically the worst category of pundits that should not be there and we don't like listening to them um, are five names. Who's the first one? Michael Owen, dude. That's a Michael Owen tier. <laughs> That's a Michael Owen picture? Yeah. Nah. Yeah, yeah. We wanted to dignify him a little bit with the trophies that he won. When was this? That's his Ballon d'Or, bro. 2003 or 2001, I think he won Oh, it. fuck. You're right. 2001. Yeah. Michael Owen, Richard Keyes, Tim, Tim Sherwood, Graham Sunis, and uh, 
Jamie Redknapp. Remy Jednap. <laughs> I- I'm happy with this list. I- I'm actually... I- I- Same. Yeah. With, with this well, support creator uh, and people will yeah. hate us for it. Thank you so much listeners Actually, for tuning in and it. reaching to the, <laughs> the end yes. of the episode. Um, do follow our Twitter handle Panditri and a Pint where we are uploading videos and content now and hopefully the page blows up. But we will catch you next week for some more amazing football conversation. Bye-bye. <laughs>